That's right, folks. After almost 50 long years, Roe v. Wade has been overturned and the left is not handling it well. SCOTUS handed many wins to our constitutional rights, but their decisions weren't all good as Trump's Remain in Mexico policy is overturned. Biden continues to blame Russia for the problems he's helped exacerbate. And if you thought the January 6th hearings couldn't get any more ridiculous, well, you would be wrong. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Before we get into this news, please remember that you can find this podcast everywhere podcasts are streamed on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please go leave a five-star review on any of these platforms if you like the show. Please also remember to go to savsaysofficial.com for all of my latest reporting because I have been on the ground quite a bit. I apologize that it's been a while since I have have sat here and done an episode of Rapid Fire for you guys, but I was at the border in Yuma, Arizona, and then I went straight to Washington, D.C. for, yes, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Now, this happened this past Friday. The Supreme Court gave states the green light to ban abortion in the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And of course, the left did not handle it well at all. Now, in Washington, D.C., we didn't see too much of a tantrum. Uh, Antifa came out a little bit. They were threatening to burn down pregnancy centers and uh, churches. But in D.C., we didn't see too much action. It was in Arizona, California, and New York, where we saw the majority of the violence, the funniest part about all of those areas minus Arizona is that those were states where abortion was still going to be legal. Now, I was in Washington, D.C. to try to talk to some of these abortion protesters and hear what they had to say about the matter, uh, you know, ask them and debate with them a little bit about when life begins, why they think that abortion should be allowed why they think that killing an innocent baby is a constitutional right because spoiler alert it isn't and it never has been a constitutional right it was never originally written in our constitution yes you can kill your innocent child so i went out to go debate these people and it went pretty much as you would expect i have the full 10 minute long video but i wanted to play you two quick clips about how chaotic the thinking of abortion protesters and abortion activists are they are so anti-life and when i tell you that this is such a spiritual battle that these people are genuinely demonic i am not exaggerating in the slightest. Every single time I go and I cover these events, I feel so spiritually depleted because these people are genuinely screaming and crying because they cannot kill an innocent child. And of course, they always go to that argument of, oh, well, what about incest and rape? Well, spoiler alert for that one too. A lot of the states that are banning abortion have uh, sections in their overturn of Roe that will allow for cases of rape in some states, not in all states. Um, it varies by, you know, each specific government. So I went and I tried to go talk to many of these people. I got attacked multiple times this past weekend because the left having a full-on tantrum because we are closer to the actual democracy that they are apparently huge proponents for. Yeah. Just watch these clips, listen to the insanity, and we will get into also some of the left downs from our politicians, from uh, the leftist media. It's been absolutely incredible to watch all of this go down. And I'm so happy that our nation is finally being set back on the right track. Let's listen. 
What do you think should happen to the Supreme Court justices who made this decision? I honestly don't know that much about the government system. They voted to put the power back into the state's hands. What about the states that want to outlaw interracial marriage and... Which states? Louisiana, Mississippi. I mean, have you been watching the news? Clarence Thomas came out and said he wanted to do that himself. Democracy, then it can suck my ball sack. What, so, what about myopic pregnancy? I'm sorry? Myopic pregnancy. Now that a woman's safe choice is taken away, she resorts to being put in a position where she has to risk her own life so that she can secure her future. Do you think that children are bad for women? children get in the way. Well, calling exactly. somebody a rapist, you should probably have that. evidence against it, don't it you? It would take me a little bit of time to pull up a bunch of news sources and articles to show it to you. If, if I was you going to call somebody me, a rapist, I would, would probably be able to me, back it up. Okay, so that was a little snippet of what I had to deal with in Washington, D.C. this past weekend. Of course, I had so many insane and rabid leftists following me around and calling me a fascist because I had the audacity to talk to both sides that were in attendance at SCOTUS. I was talking to people on the left wing. I was trying to talk to the pro-lifers as well, but all of my footage got, I guess, um, stopped. <laughs> it got, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it got shut down by actual fascist tactics, if you will. So, the left's meltdown in response to this has been incredible, and I haven't done my own, I guess, live stream or given my own statement on how I feel about the overturn of Roe v. Wade, because for some reason, Instagram banned me from going live. They have been attacking my account relentlessly. Twitter recently deleted me for the third time, and now Instagram looks like they're targeting me next, but we will keep pushing forward no matter what. So this is my first statement on the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And to be quite honest with you guys, I'm extremely happy that this decision was made. We are putting power back into the state's hands and we are letting people in their individual states decide what they want to happen. Now, the left, of course, cannot stand this, okay? They're constantly preaching democracy. And again, too, for everybody listening, I'm fully aware that we are a republic, okay? I understand that. But going back to the less argument, the closer thing to democracy would be what the Supreme Court has done with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, right? Allowing the individuals in each state to elect people uh, that are going to speak for them, that are going to stand for what the constituents want in that state. I live in Texas. In Texas, we don't want to murder innocent babies. That's why I live here in this state. And I am so glad that we now have the federal government unable to impose the unconstitutional ability to murder an innocent child in our state. So the left absolutely having a meltdown over this. And I, I saw this tweet and I thought that it was great because so many people keep pushing, oh, separation of church and state and this and that. And we need abortion rights because women are going to die, that we weren't actually a Christian country that wasn't founded on the ideals of God and that we need to stop talking about religion and this and that. OK, look at where our country is currently at because we've gotten so far away from God. We have people who are screaming in the streets because they cannot in murder an innocent child. We have women who have gotten so out of hand in this country that they are screaming and crying and running around naked in the streets 
because they're not getting what they want. To be quite honest with you, yeah, the feminist movement and these women's rights movements have brought us to a horrible position in America today. And I'm so happy with this overturn of Roe v. Wade because we are finally setting the record straight. And as a country, we are now going back on the right path. We were a country that was pushing the murder of innocent children, the sacrifice of innocent blood. You can watch all of the Project Veritas videos. They would go to abortion clinics, aka Planned Parenthood, and they would get people undercover on camera talking about how they were selling fetal organs and how they were selling these little baby parts for thousands of dollars, okay? So this is what was being allowed to prosper in our country, and I'm glad that we are now setting the record straight, and we are not allowing the mentally ill, very vocal minority to run our country anymore. I am so tired of these people ruling us. I'm so tired of having the LGBTQ community and all of these genuinely mentally insane people who think that women can have a penis being allowed to dictate what we do and what we do not do in this country. The right wing has been so targeted and attacked for the past four years, not even the right wing, anybody with common sense. We have gone through hell these past four, five years because of the name of or in the name of tolerance, inclusion, acceptance, and progressivism. Well, guess what? Your time is up to the left. SCOTUS is putting you in your place. The people of America are putting you in your place, and we are not going to stand for your straight-up insanity anymore. Bring back mental institutions and get these people off of the streets. I am so tired of this very vocal minority being allowed to sway America into where we are currently at right now. We are an international laughing stock. And why do you think all of these leaders and even various citizens internationally look at America and say, what the hell is going on over there? You know, there's real problems in the world. Okay. One of the real problems here in America being our open border. Unfortunately, SCOTUS did rule to overturn Trump's, uh, the Trump era remain in Mexico policy and the flooded border that we are seeing right now. Okay. We saw a historic almost quarter million crossings just in the month of May here in the United States, that is going to get exponentially worse. I was in Yuma, Arizona, so I'll share a little bit about my reporting here in a moment, but um, let's just run through some of this row content. So we can discuss and talk about why it is important that we do have Christian foundations and values in our country. We have gotten so far away from God in this country that we are now targeting children and teaching them to chop off their genitals and indoctrinating them. Satan is for sure the ruler of this world and he has taken over and that is why America is in the state that it is. But guess what? We are a part of the new right that will not tolerate this. We will not stand for this and we will continue to push back until we right all of the wrongs that have been allowed to prosper in this country. I was reading this tweet from Anna Paula Ivey on Twitter, who says, please understand that God will never change biblical standards just because this generation doesn't want to obey. I wanted to bring this up because so many women are screaming in the streets that, oh my gosh, my constitutional rights are being impeded on. It was my constitutional right to have an abortion. Women are going to die now. Women are going to be forced to use hangers to kill the fetus in the womb because they just want to have an opportunity in life. This is the biggest, most anti-woman lie 
that anybody could ever push. And you know what my favorite thing in the world is? Because the Washington Post just came out with this long article about how these uh, two girls, they wanted to get abortions, but the heartbeat bill was passed. Basically, the day that they found out that they were pregnant, they were unable to get their abortions. It's this long article. And at the end of it, both of these young teenage girls said, you know what, now that I've had my babies, because they both had twins, they said, I'm so happy that I wasn't able to get my abortion because my babies changed my life for the better. I have so many friends in my life that are leftists as well who got pregnant. They thought about abortion. They ended up having their baby. And I have not heard one time a woman who decided not to get abortion and have her child say, oh, I regret my decision. I have never, ever heard that before. And even the Washington Post, who was trying to write this piece about how horrible and hard these teenagers' lives were because they had their children, even at the end of that article, these same mothers said themselves they are so happy they did not abort their child. And why is that? Because children are a beautiful gift from God. Humans are inherently selfish creatures, and children are some of the biggest blessings that could ever be given to us, okay? I have known so many women, and even my, myself, okay? I'm excited to have children because I myself am very very naturally selfish. And I'm so excited to have a child one day and get married and be able to give back to someone else and to live for a greater purpose. Because just to live for myself is, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not fun. It's not good. It's not fulfilling. That's the word that I was looking for. It's not fulfilling. And luckily for me, God has granted me the platform to be able to try to give back to my fellow man in the best way that I can. But ultimately, biologically, and God created human beings to create other human beings and to give their lives to them and to raise up the next generation in the way that they should go. So this is such a great decision. We are getting back on the right track as a country, and all of these women can scream and cry until they're blue in the face, but this is the most loving thing that we could have ever done for them. And if you want to talk about, oh, well, the rape and incest, if you look at the statistics of the women who get abortions due to rape or incest, it's less than 1%. It's about 1% or less than 1%. I believe for rape, it's about 1%. For incest, it's less than half a percentage. So that's the number and statistic for that. And that is such a powerful talking point by the left. But that's why we on the right need to be very well informed and not even on the right, but anybody with common sense needs to be informed about the reality of what abortion is. For example, Planned Parenthood closing down many of their facilities Per Axios, abortion clinics across the country close after Roe v. Wade ruling. Many people making the point, well, I thought Planned Parenthood uh, only, you know, abortions only made up about 3% of the services they offered. If that's true, then why are they closing down these facilities? Uh, again, per Axios, multiple clinics that provide abortions closed down Friday in the immediate aftermath of the Supreme Court's ruling that will end federal protections on abortion. Driving the news, the Supreme Court issued a ruling Friday that overturns Roe v. Wade, making it so states can legally regulate or ban abortions. There are at least 13 states with trigger laws that will immediately outlaw abortion, which means that more than a quarter of nearly 800 clinics will shut down per CBS News. But I thought that Planned Parenthood provided health care for women, women's reproductive uh, 
healthcare, right? What happened to that? What happened to, because so many people try to say as well, well, Planned Parenthood helps women with contraception and this and that, and, you know, um, helps them maybe get pap, uh, pap smears and all of these other things that they might need. No, the reality of Planned Parenthood is that it was an abortion clinic and that they were prospering and making money off of killing innocent babies. That is what that clinic was. And that's why they're shutting down nationwide. Now, the left has had the most mm, chef's kiss meltdown in response to this. I'm going to play you one more clip of these leftists trying to rationalize in their own brain. Um, when a clump of cells becomes a human life, they can't even figure it out for themselves. And oftentimes they end up telling on themselves and saying, okay, yeah, I actually admit it. This is a human life that we're snuffing out. So let's watch this clip. And then I'm going to go over some of the best responses to the overturn. What would you say to the right wing who says that baby is no longer your body and it's murder to abort? I don't know. There is no baby in the womb. It's cells. When does it become a human being? When it's born. In the womb? The cells? It's not a life. When does it become a life? It becomes a life when it comes out of her. So nine months, we can kill the baby. It's not a baby. I'm not saying that specifically. That's not my words. I'm but, but that's what I'm saying. So when does it become a, a viable life? Well, I'm no doctor. I don't know exactly. You think it should be controlled? You think it should be illegal? You think she should be forced to go to dangerous methods to terminate a child that she doesn't want to have? She doesn't have to go through those methods. Are you kidding me? She doesn't no. have to. If it's illegal, she can't safely terminate her child. Then she will have to. But so we agree cannot... that it is a child because you just said safely terminate her child. So you agree it's a baby, You know right? what? It is going to be a baby. Yes, yeah. it's a fetus. I've gone through anatomy. I've seen the stages of life, but it does not matter. But it does not matter. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to play this clip was to highlight the hypocrisy of the genuinely anti-science left wing. Now, these people say all day long that they're for bodily autonomy, but, and so many people have been doing this video, and it's it's just so good every single time. You go up to women and you say, hey, are you for my body, my choice? They say yes. And you say, well, what about vaccines? And they go, well, that's different. Okay, that's like so different. I, I can't explain how, but it's different. So this is the left wing. And again, I'm just going to show you how their own anti-science rhetoric forces them to jump through all of these mental and psychological hula hoops that they themselves can't even keep up with. Uh, from Gina Darling on Twitter, if men were able to get pregnant, this would have never been up for discussion. LOL, F this backward ass, S-H-I-T. And then she comments down below, oh wait, pardon my wording, not sure what the proper wording is for this, but I guess people born with male reproductive organs, if that's not correct, please educate me. I'm so sorry if that came off as transphobic. So it's so funny to me because women, first off, apparently the left wing remembered what a, a woman was. No, just kidding, they didn't. I talked to so many individuals, both men and women in Washington, D.C. this past weekend who were saying, well, people with uteruses can now not get abortions. And I was like, so women, and they were like, well, people with uteruses. And I was like, so women. And they were like, well, um, no, because there's men that can also get pregnant. And I was like, so we're fighting for men to get abortions. And they were like, yes. And so they have to admit it. It's it's absolutely hilarious. But let's keep going as well on how people have responded to that. So the hypocrisy is astounding. They can't even keep up with their own nonsense. Uh, apparently, this is supposed to be an own 
to the right wing. All of these women are saying, looks like I'm moving out of Texas. BRB moving out of Texas ASAP. I was entertaining the idea of moving to Texas. That's cooked now. Yep, I can cross Texas off the list of states I wouldn't mind moving to. And of course, all of these responses came after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And to that, my response would be good. Get out of my state. You know, what's even better is that Google apparently is going to be relocating uh, employees affected by the Roe v. Wade decision. Per deadline, Google will allow its employees in states where abortion is outlawed to relocate without explanation, a company memo released Friday stated. This is a profound change for the country that deeply affects so many of us, especially women, wrote. Wow, okay, I'm sorry that I just read that bigoted, bigoted sentence to you guys from Google, especially women. What about the men that can get pregnant, Google? You're canceled. Let's keep going. So apparently... Googlers can also apply for relocation without justification, and those overseeing this process will be aware of the situation. The company is already working on assigning relocations for employees who don't want to return to the offices in these bigoted states that are now no longer allowing abortion. And to that, I say, good. Get out of our state. If you don't like abortion, then go back to the hellhole cities that you came from. Go back to California. Go back to New York. Go back to all of these nasty liberal cities where crime is allowed to prosper because since you're so anti-child anyway, I guess you don't care about the gun violence that's happening on the streets of Chicago every single day. And you'd actually probably be a proponent of that. So I think that this is like a double whammy win on our side because Texas was being taken over by the libs. But now many of them are going to be thinking twice about moving over here and changing our politics with their own bad ideologies because now we don't allow babies to be baselessly murdered in our state. Good. Get out of here. To all of the women that are going to be moving out of Texas because they can't abort their child. Good. Bye. Good riddance. Have fun in California. We're going to get taxed out the ass and probably mugged by somebody using fentanyl on the streets. Have fun with that. Woo! You know, I actually have lost a couple of friends over my rhetoric on abortion, but I don't care because guess what? I don't care about hurting people's feelings anymore. I have been attacked viciously and violently. I've had my career destroyed by these left-wing people. And this is a beautiful win that I am going to bask in 100%. And not even just for the fact that the liberals are melting down about this, the fact that we are protecting the most innocent among us as a country, the fact that we couldn't even come together and protect innocent life, innocent babies, was astonishing to me. And the, the fact that we are now setting our country straight is a beautiful thing. And it is a huge win. And for the first time in a long time, I have hope for America. I really do. And I think that this is going to show us and this is a good indicator of what's ahead for 2024. People are getting tired of the nonsense. People are tired of inclusivity and progressivism because they see the reality of what that is. It's allowing the LGBTQ community to run amok. It's canceling people from their jobs because they don't agree with somebody teaching, I don't know, their child about sexuality and gender, or they don't agree with food shortages. There's a guy on Twitter who said he recently moved to New York and there was just a lack of food everywhere and a lack of grocery stores. And it was a culture shock for him. People on Twitter were upset about that and got him fired from his job because he didn't like the food shortages in New York. Yes, that's a real thing that happened. That's the left wing. And you know what? The majority of America is tired of it. We're tired of the insanity. We're tired of the lunacy. And we're going to put you in your place. So say goodbye to your safe space because we're burning them down. Good luck.
I hope you get some thick skin because these next couple of years, you're in for a, a ride, my friends. Now, let's see how else the left tried to respond to this. One of my favorite headlines, seven TikTok dances you can do to save Roe v. Wade. So apparently these people wrote an article about all the TikTok dances you could do to raise awareness and stop the overturn of Roe v. Wade. They had to update the article post Roe v. Wade decision. And it says, this is a somber moment for us. We acknowledge that TikTok dances may not have been the greatest tactic to get the scariest draft rejected. Yeah, you think? And this is the left wing right here, okay? They're like, OMG, like, I can't believe our coordinated TikTok dances didn't work in stopping the Supreme Court from allowing individual states to, like, you know, allow people to do what, what they want. Like, I, I just can't believe this. I, I just can't believe this. And it gets worse, you guys. It gets worse. This is another headline. Not for the right wing, for the left wing. Uh, women on TikTok say hookup culture will be absolutely decimated if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Oh my gosh, you guys, women are going to have to be responsible and stop being sluts. Somebody call 911. What an atrocity. I just have to read these to you because they're, they're just freaking hilarious. So some of these TikToks read, in case you're a man who doesn't care about Roe v. Wade, just know that if abortion gets banned, hookup culture will be absolutely decimated. What woman would have mediocre sex with a drunk rando if he could potentially father their child? And then another one reads, to all men who don't care about the Roe v. Wade legislation, just know that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, heterosexual hookup culture will disintegrate. Why would we risk letting someone who runs on Hot Pockets and Jewel Pods father our children? And then one more because it's just so good. Since about 75% of men only care about sex and money, I hope they know that this Roe v. Wade decision could destroy hookup culture and leave them paying for 18 years of child support this isn't just an issue for women, boys. So this is just like the biggest self-own I've ever seen in my life. These TikTok women are like, well, I hope you guys know that we are going to be celibate now and probably, you know, push more towards traditional values and wait to have sex with men until we're married because we want to be careful about who fathers our children since we can no longer kill them. I hope you're happy, right wing. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right, two more things about the Roe v. Wade stuff, and then we're going to move on to more important news uh, because the leftist meltdown, very entertaining to watch, but irrelevant. Cry harder, libs. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out, and I just, I didn't download this video because it's so dumb, but AOC is basically talking to Greg Abbott about what it means to be six weeks uh, pregnant. That means two weeks late on your period. And then she says, for any person who has their menstrual cycle. And then she talks about how people who get pregnant and people who menstruate. So AOC, anti-science herself, in trying to explain why Roe v. Wade is bad for people, not women, because in her brain, she thinks that men can get pregnant and men can get abortions and men have uteruses. This is the anti-science progressive left that has gone so crazy that they have destroyed their own side. Great job. And just a further example of how much the Democrats specifically hate children. Uh, Myra Flores, we talked about her. She had a historic win for her district. She flipped uh, a blue seat in her district red for the first time in 100 years during her I, I, can't, I believe this was her swearing in ceremony. Nancy Pelosi shoved her daughter. Watch this clip. Uh, we wanted our pastor to come into the picture. Pastor. Yes. Yes.
So for my podcast listeners, what you're seeing is a slow down version of Nancy Pelosi straight up shoving this small Hispanic child away from her. And if that doesn't perfectly encapsulate how Democrats actually feel about children, both in the womb and out of the womb, they view them as a hindrance, as an annoyance. And you see that multiple times in the way they treat children, except for Joe Biden, who loves children a little bit too much. We've all seen the footage of that. Now, going back to Myra Flores, so different from Nancy Pelosi in her rhetoric and how she says we will change America. I really love how she ties in this overturning of Roe v. Wade to the absolute degradation of our country and why we've seen crime rates soar and how we will not be able to get our country back to a place of normalcy until we start with teaching people the value of life in the womb. Let's listen. Alleluia. I woke up this morning praying for this, and I never thought that it would happen. This was a big win, not only for South Texas, because we are pro-life, somos pro-vida, but it's also a big win for our country. If we want to see real change in bringing crime down, we need to raise a generation to respect life in the womb. Amen, Myra. Now, I met Myra a year ago when she was first running her congressional campaign, and she is one of the most America first women I've ever met. She is so incredibly genuine, and she is already one of my favorite politicians. There's very few that I will actually vouch for, very few who actually care about their constituents, the rights of the people, and speaking for the people that elected them. Maya Flores, one of those people, an outstanding woman, and she's going to do great things for South Texas, and she's going to help try to secure our border, which is set to become overrun by illegal immigrants. Now, another way that we protect life here in America is by arming our citizens. Another Supreme Court decision that, uh, again, very, very big win for the people was the Supreme Court decision on gun rights in New York. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas said the Second and Fourteenth Amendment protect an individual's rights to carry a handgun for self-defense outside of the home. This was in response to New York not allowing uh, people to have guns outside of their home, concealed carry weapons, and Justin, Justice Clarence Thomas said, yeah, that's people's constitutional rights. You can't do that. And uh, he allowed people to utilize that Second Amendment right that will keep them safe, especially in places like New York, where crime has been allowed to prosper. And why do we need 2A? Well, um, apparently an armed robber confronted a dollar store clerk with a gun, and the clerk decided to shoot him dead to defend himself. And uh, this is what the armed robber's sibling had to say about the matter. This is why we need our Second Amendment right, because criminals have not only been emboldened in this country, but we've now gotten to a point where they're upset when you protect yourself or your property against their crimes. Listen to this sibling of this armed robber who was shot. siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. The pair acknowledges it was, he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Rapley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue, but they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. Rochelle and Juan Rapley say their younger brother, Roosevelt Rapley, was the second of ten siblings killed by gunfire. I still don't believe it. Right? At the end of the day, I don't believe my brother is dead. Right? 
So these people are literally upset because their little brother pulled a gun on a store clerk and the store clerk said, yeah, you are not going to rob me. You're not going to threaten me. You're not going to put my life at risk and defended himself. They're upset that an American used their Second Amendment right to defend themselves from a criminal. This is why 2A is so important. This is why the Supreme Court's decision to push back against New York's unconstitutional laws was a big win for Americans. And again, for the first time in a long time, with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, with this uh, pushback against the unconstitutional gun laws in New York, and also the Supreme Court backing a coach who was praying on fields after a game, protecting this man's First Amendment right, I have hope for the first time in a long time. Per AP, the Supreme Court said Monday that a high school football coach who knelt and prayed on the field after games was protected by the Constitution, a decision that opponents said would open the door to much more coercive prayer in public schools. Oh no, prayer in public schools, bringing back Christ to schools and maybe introducing children to uh, actual good values in this country. What a horrific thing. The court ruled 6-3 for the coach with the conservative justices in the majority and the liberals in dissent. The case was was the latest in a line of rulings for religious plaintiffs. The case forced the justices to wrestle with how to balance the religious and free speech rights of teachers and coaches with the rights of students not to feel pressured into participating in religious practices. Now, this coach did not force these students to pray with him. He simply prayed uh, on the field after the game and the school ended up firing him for this. So this case went up to the Supreme Court and they said, you know what? This is protected by this man's First Amendment right, his right to religious freedom, his right to uh, free speech for him to be able to conduct prayer. And it was a big win for him. Now, apparently we're already seeing the pushback. And I just want to give you an example with this article and with this headline of how the left is responding to values being pushed on children in this country. Per Tampa Bay Times, some teachers are alarmed by Florida civics training approach on religion and slavery. So uh, several South Florida high school educators are alarmed that a new state civics initiative designed to prepare students to be virtuous citizens is infused with a Christian and conservative ideology after a three-day training session in Broward County last week. Teachers who spoke to the Times-Herald said they don't object to the state's new standards for civics, but they do take issue with how the state wants them taught. So just this headline and just the lead paragraph of this article is hilarious to me. These, these teachers are upset because of the initiative designed to prepare students to be virtuous citizens because uh, they are trying to teach students more Christian and conservative ideology. Now, keep in mind, these are the same teachers who didn't care and who are actually excited to teach children satanic transgender ideology in schools and confuse these kids with gender ideology when it comes to swaying the youth and indoctrinating them with this very confusing and just straight up satanic spiritual warfare, they were all for that. But as soon as it comes to Christian or conservative values, they're like, okay, this is just really, this is a lot. This is just too much. I just, I don't know if I can do this. You want me to teach Christian values to a child? What is this freaking Sharia law? Well, I'm what I'm confused. This is horrible. That's how these people act. It's ridiculous. Uh, now, another great thing that happened was the New York Supreme Court struck down that law that allowed non-citizens to vote. 
I don't even know why this was initially trying to be passed to begin with. They were trying to allow illegals to vote in New York elections. The Supreme Court in that state has now struck that down and said, yeah, we're, we're not going to allow illegals to cross over into our country and vote in our elections. Thanks. Again, the most simplistic rebuttal to this is, can you walk into Mexico and vote in their elections? No. So why is it that people from all over the world can walk in from Mexico and vote in our elections. Well, they can't now. Great move on that front. Um, another Supreme Court ruling that came out today, the Supreme Court ruling reigns in the EPA, a blow to Biden's extreme climate change agenda. The U.S. Supreme Court case, West Virginia v. EPA, has been decided cutting back the EPA's authority to limit controls on climate change. In a 6-3 ruling, the court has decided that the Clean Air Act is no longer an appropriate vehicle for the EPA to curtail greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. The ruling sides with conservative lawmakers, states, and the fossil fuel industry to reduce the impact and authority of the EPA. The move is a win for the nation's energy production and limits the ability of Biden to stop or end fossil fuel production by the United States oil industry. So again, they were going to try to uh, lessen the amount of carbon emissions that were coming out of uh, a lot of these power plants. And what would that have done? It would have driven energy costs up the roof for Americans who were already struggling with the price of energy in the modern day. Another example of how green energy doesn't work. Look at what's happening in Europe right now. Okay, they're burning coal to try to combat the rising cost of energy right now because they're trying to fight this war with Russia. And what ended up happening Happening is, uh, yeah, the green energy that they had in place over there didn't really work out in uh, providing energy for all of the nations over there. So now they're having to burn coal again to try to combat that. So that's the reality of green energy policies. They don't work. And again, one of my favorite clips is of, I think it's Ford uh, that was coming out with their own battery powered or electric vehicle. And reporters are asking, yeah, how is this electric vehicle being charged? And they're like, oh, it's being charged by the building. And the electricity from the building is coming from a coal plant. So just another example of the hypocrisy on that front. Absolutely great ruling uh, from the Supreme Court. We often see that these carbon taxes and these reductions of carbon emissions only serve to make the people's lives harder. So positive move, move in the right direction. But unfortunately, we didn't get all of the rulings in the right direction. And the Supreme Court has since sided with the Biden administration regarding the Remain in Mexico case. Now, this was a ruling or a policy that was per, put in place under Donald Trump's administration. And it basically told the illegal immigrants that were seeking asylum, okay, you have to remain in Mexico as we process your applications. Now, what this is going to do is basically allow all of the illegals flooding into our country to remain here in America. Now, let me explain this to you because a lot of people, when I put up my um, video regarding the illegal immigrants coming in from Yuma, Arizona, a lot of people commented, Sav, your reporting makes it look like Border Patrol is just releasing them into America. Well, that is what is happening. And this isn't a um, an attack on Border Patrol. This is because of the Biden administration. The Biden administration has had their uh, has has Border Patrol's hands tied. They're basically just telling them, 
yeah, just process these people through. They are being taught to apprehend, not to deport people. And what ends up happening when Border Patrol apprehends these illegal immigrants is they give them a notice to appear. So they basically tell the illegals, okay, you've been processed. Now here's your court date. Make sure you show up to court to... I guess, go through the next steps of you illegally crossing into our country. And they just have to hope and pray that the illegals show up to their court date. The majority of them don't. So when I say that illegals are just being released into our country in mass, that's essentially what's happening. Another thing that I saw at the border is uh, one of the nights that I went, we had about 400 illegal immigrants that crossed over with about six border patrol agents trying to process them. They were able to process about 45 people an hour. So between the time of 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., you have hundreds of people flooding over and Border Patrol is trying to process them as quickly as they can. But what ends up happening is they can't process all of them. And so they end up taking buses full of people back to processing centers. And then hundreds of people are just left there at the border to wait. And what ends up happening? They just run into America. They just run into the local farmers' fields and they ruin their crops. So that's what's happening at the border right now. And this is only going to get progressively worse because the uh, the Supreme Court has overruled, again, uh, the Trump era remain in Mexico policy. So, uh, again, just to reiterate what this policy is, the Trump era policy required asylum seekers, mainly from Central and South America, to either be detained in the U.S. or sent to Mexico, where they have lived in camps while they wait for months or years to have their asylum claims reviewed. So that has now been overturned. And because this policy has just been thrown to the wayside, we're going to continue to see more situations just like this one. Per the Texas Tribune, at least 50 people found dead in an abandoned 18-wheeler in San Antonio. The authorities said the tragedy, tragedy appeared to be the deadliest migrant smuggling operation in memory. 16 people were taken to hospitals. A tractor trailer found near Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio contained the bodies of 50 dead people along with 16 others who had been taken to the hospital. Local officials said federal authorities were now investigating the case and that three people were in custody. Now, this was a human smuggler, which, again, tied to the cartels. And this is what is allowed to prosper when we have our borders wide open. There's no rule of law. There's no way for Border Patrol to apprehend all of these people. They are completely overwhelmed and they are demoralized. Remember what happened when they were trying to protect our borders, our southern borders. They had those whips, which the media said that they were using on migrants, which they weren't doing. And then the Biden administration came out and condemned Border Patrol for doing their own job. So when you see stories like this and you see a humanitarian crisis like this of illegals drowning in rivers, of them being found dead because human smugglers just abandoned them in vehicles in these trucks to die of heat stroke, this is something that we are going to continue to see um, get worse and worse because of the Biden administration. And Joe Biden, of course, has the audacity to come out and tweet this. Yesterday's loss of life in San Antonio is horrifying. My prayers are with those who lost their lives, their loved ones, and those still fighting for their lives. My administration will continue to do everything possible to stop criminal smugglers from exploiting migrants. No, Joe Biden, you're doing the exact opposite of that. You are enabling and emboldening the cartels to continue to push human smuggling and to allow this horrible, horrible criminal activity to prosper. Because of you, the cartels are making millions. They are exploiting these migrants and they are coming in in droves every single day. So for the Biden administration, 
for Mallorcas as well, because he came out and said the same thing, like, oh, this is horrible. We can't believe the cartel did this. We can't believe that human smugglers did this. This administration is emboldening this type of behavior. It's emboldening the cartels because they know they're not going to face repercussion. This happens all the time, okay? The loss of life, migrants being found dead in the desert. This isn't a new thing because it was in mass, because it was a large number of migrants that died at once. Apparently, it's a big national issue, but people are dying at the border every single day at the hands of the cartel. Little children are being taken advantage of every single day at the hands of the cartel. I have reported on this, how children are drugged at the border. They are passed off by cartel members to uh, adults to look like a family unit so they can get into our their, our country easier. And then Border Patrol will see these same children again and again and again because the cartels are using them and exploiting them and Biden is allowing it to happen. So no, Joe Biden isn't doing everything that he can to stop criminal smugglers. He's doing everything that he can to embolden them and enable them. Remember that people, cartels specifically, were celebrating when Joe Biden got into office because they knew that they were going to be making quite a pretty penny. Now, another thing that's going to be happening because of all of this illegal immigration is crime rates are going to skyrocket. Now, apparently, Stacey Abrams is running for governor of Georgia again. And this is just the most hypocritical and ironic thing I've ever read. She said, law enforcement are often paid less than a living wage, and that is wrong. We must raise pay for officers and address violent crime as we work to build community trust and foster law enforcement accountability. So now that crime rates have risen, now that people uh, can't handle not being able to defend themselves from these criminals, Stacey Abrams is now like, oh, yeah, did I say that I wanted to uh, defund the police? Just kidding. I actually meant that I wanted to fund the police. Uh, yeah, I understand that I was um, a part of destabilizing our entire country. But now that it's election season and I realize it's really unpopular with voters to defund the police, I actually uh, take that back. I actually take that back. So... Just an example of what's happening in regards to crime in this country, what's to come because of the open border issue, and also how even though there are still a lot of issues happening in America, we are slowly but surely on the right track for our country because Americans are getting tired of the bold-faced lies. One of those lies from Joe Biden on why our gas prices are so high. A spoiler alert, he's still blaming Russia. This clip came out today about who's to blame for the rising gas prices in the United States. Let's listen. Ultimately, the reason why gas prices are up is because of Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. The reason why the food crisis exists is because of Russia. Russia not allowing grain to get out of Ukraine. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? So it looks like I'm going to have to go back out on the street and ask the average American if they think that Russia is to blame for all of our country's problems. And again, too, the most simplistic way that I can rationalize what's going on in our country is why is it that our gas prices were so low under Donald Trump? And if people will say, well, it's because we weren't at war with Russia and Ukraine, how come there was never a war between Russia and Ukraine under Donald Trump? Is it because he was a respected world leader? Because America was respected at that time and all of these world leaders knew that if they stepped out of line and they challenged America or they tried to start these ridiculous proxy wars that Donald Trump would give into it and he would play into it? Yeah, that never happened under Donald Trump because he didn't want to to play into that nonsense. We had 
record low gas prices, or I guess record low from what I've seen in my life, at least gas prices under Donald Trump. And every single reason that Joe Biden is saying that gas prices are rising in our country is a big crock of BS. He's trying to blame the gas prices, the food shortages, the baby formula shortage on Russia and Ukraine. He's trying to basically blame Putin and Russia for anything that he can, instead of taking responsibility for the fact that he has the lowest polling numbers, that Kamala Harris is the lowest polling vice president in history. And why is that? It's because they're doing a poor and awful job. There's things that they can be doing to offset the rising gas prices, but they refuse to do them. As this tweet points out, the ruble hasn't been turned to rubble. Russia isn't back in the Stone Age and Ukraine doesn't have Crimea. Biden is begging for oil. Europe is going back to burning coal. Our government stole $55 billion from us and we are paying more for everything. Is NATO winning or is Russia? And then President Biden says, uh, this is from June 22nd, the price of gas is up by almost $2 a gallon since Putin accelerated his military buildup, and those high prices pose a challenge for working families. So today he's calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for three months to provide Americans some much-needed relief. Now, while he directs uh, attention and blame to Putin, let's take a peek at what the Gateway Pundit is reporting on. The mainstream media are not going to be reporting on this type of thing, so we have to go to independent news sources. Per the Gateway Pundit, Biden takes aim at America's largest oil field, threatens to stop production, sending gas prices soaring. This article came out today. The EPA is preparing to cite the United States' largest oil field for violating ozone pollution standards, a move that will threaten the end of oil and gas production in the region. According to the Texas governor's office, the proposed regulation will directly affect the Permian Basin, the largest oil field in the United States, accounting for 95 million gallons of gasoline per day, or 40% of the oil produced domestically. This would be just one more move from Biden's administration to impact the lives of every American by reducing the fuel supply and causing gas prices to soar well beyond Biden's record of $5 per gallon. Also remember that in his first day in office, he immediately signed um, an executive order to stop the uh, oil and gas leases on federal lands. He's done everything in his power to stop oil drilling here at home and to stop the production of oil and gas here in America. That is why our energy prices are rising, not because of Russia and Ukraine. Let's keep going further, though. What else is the mainstream media not going to report on? Again, from the Gateway Pundit. Biden effect, Granite City steel mill that reopened thanks to Trump economic policies will lose up to 1,000 jobs under Joe Joe Biden. In March 2018, U.S. Steel announced that they will restart two blast furnaces and recall 500 employees in Granite City, Illinois, following President Trump's decision to tax steel and aluminum imports. A total of 800 new U.S. Steel and aluminum jobs were announced in two days. So that was under Donald Trump. And then under Joe Biden, he's trying to reverse all of that. So Paul Ryan was against the Trump policy that brought back these jobs, but this week U.S. still announced they will likely cut 1,000 jobs from the Granite City plant. Uh, so nearly 1,000 jobs could be in jeopardy after the U.S. Steel announced its plan to repurpose the plant's blast furnaces Wednesday. Um, let's see on that front. Do, 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 do. Okay, so I was trying to say that this was, uh, I didn't read this article beforehand, um, but again, what this basically is, is how 
We're losing jobs under Joe Biden and under Donald Trump. He put economic policies into place that brought back American jobs, allowed American workers to be able to work here at home and produce uh, items here in America. But then under Joe Biden, we're consistently losing jobs. We're consistently stopping the production of oil and gas. Apologies, I should have read that article uh, beforehand. And I was just reading that headline, you know. That's why we shouldn't be a part of headline culture, too, where we're just reading headlines and we're not reading the full article there. So apologies on that front. I'll reread that one in the next show. I'll explain that a little bit better for you. Uh, but more than anything, the the thing to highlight there is that under Joe Biden, we are constantly losing American jobs. We saw that with the Keystone Pipeline, that would have been, what, 11,000 U.S. jobs. Those are now out of the picture. Joe Biden saying, well, now we're going to have a bunch of green energy jobs to supplement the jobs that were lost from the pipeline. But where are all of those green energy jobs? Maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. Please drop any links down below. If you are seeing these green energy jobs and these Americans being hired by these companies because I'm not personally seeing it. Now, while Americans suffer from rising gas prices, from food shortages, from just straight up uh, economic collapse, Joe Biden on Thursday announced $800 million in new weapons for Ukraine and said the United States will support Kiev as long as it takes in its war against Russia. Uh, Zelensky also asking for, I believe, $5 billion a month from NATO countries and NATO. Uh, yeah, I just... It's just a mess, okay? It's just a mess. I haven't even really been focusing in on Russia and Ukraine, but basically every single new headline that comes out of uh, Ukraine uh, tied to Zelensky has to do with Zelensky talking about how he needs billions per month to be able to push back against Russia. And then, of course, Joe Biden just boldface saying, yeah, we'll just keep printing money and sending it to Ukraine uh, for the proxy war that uh, we shouldn't even be a part of. Great. Meanwhile, our border is being overrun and... Um, <laughs> Again, the uh, cost of your 4th of July meal. Remember, the Biden administration told us back in 2021 that it was down 16 cents from the previous year. Uh, now the cost of a 4th of July cookout in 2022 is up $10.18 from 2021. So uh, that's how the Biden administration is doing absolutely horribly. And um, now that I am back, from the border and back from Washington, D.C., I'll be dedicating more of my time and energy into looking into the economic side of America, the inflation rates, the food shortages, all of these weird anomalies with trains crashing, food factories uh, or food plants burning down, all of these weird things that are happening that are affecting our supply chain and um, feeding into these issues. I didn't go too much in, in depth with it for this show because, again, I was focused in on Roe and the border. The border, again, is really going to bleed into a lot of what we're seeing here in America. A lot of the problems will continue to get worse because we are being flooded and one of the best examples I can give for this, too, is I was talking to one of the deputy constables down in Eagle Pass, and he was talking to me about how because there's such a big flood of illegals down in their small city, which has a very small population, um, I want to say around 100,000, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less than that. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. But he basically said the population is very small. So when you have hundreds of illegal immigrants flooding across the border into that town every single day, where do you think they're heading straight to? All of the grocery stores in that city, and they are taking the food supply from the citizens in that area, and they're buying up the food, they're buying up um 
I mean, the cartels are buying up property, not the illegal immigrants, but the cartels buying up properties in these um, southern border towns, also in places such as here in Dallas, Texas. This is what's happening in our country. I'll give you guys more information on all of that, but just understand how our, how the open borders policies being pushed by the Biden administration are a part of the destabilization of America and how things will continue to get harder and harder. And you should be investing in emergency food supplies because things are going to get rough. I have hope for America, and I think that we are headed in a positive direction, but we still have two years under the Biden administration. With that, I'm wrapping up for the day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Again, if you like the show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Please go to my website, sassesofficial.com, where I post all of my reporting. Go follow me on Instagram at sav with one N, and go follow me on Truth Social at says. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me for another episode. And uh, yeah, I tried my best for this one. I didn't have as much time to research these topics in depth, but I did the best that I could. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you guys next time.